0: Hello, and welcome to Living Waters Flowing, where Jesus is exalted and God is glorified. I am Nina Menace, and as always, it is a pleasure to come before you today. I hope that you are having a beautiful and a blessed day. And let's go ahead and just jump right into prayer. We have a lot to discuss today. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify your holy and matchless name. Lord, you are awesome. There's nothing you can't do. And Lord, your word is living, it's alive. And we ask God that you would breathe new life into us through your word today. Lord, I ask that you would just speak through me. I decrease and Lord, increase overflow out of me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Lord, I give this podcast to you. Speak, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, as you can see, today's topic is God mad at me. Is God mad at me? Let's go to scripture. Let's go to um, Psalms 30 and five. It reads for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. I love this scripture. And then also we're going to go to Acts 17 27 through 30. And it reads, his purpose was for the nations to seek after God, and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and exist, In other versions, it says, and have our being, as some of our poets have said, we are his offspring. And since this is true, we shouldn't think of God as an idol designed by craftsmen from gold or silver or stone. God overlooked people's ignorance about these things in earlier times. But now he commands everyone everywhere to repent of their sins and turn to him. Amen. And I think that we all have asked the question, is God mad at me? At certain times in our life, right? Especially when we're going through times of hardships and struggles and it just seems like we can't catch a break, you know? It's like stuff is just coming at us from everywhere. Those times where it just seems like everything and anything is coming at us, coming against us. And we automatically think, God, what did I do? Right? What did I do to deserve all of this? God, I'm sorry. I mean, whatever it was. Is this happening to me, God, because you're mad at me? Right? No, no, we didn't all been there. Lord, what did I do? I repent. I'm sorry. Just, just stop this madness. Just stop it. It's too much for me. You know? And so God spoke to me about this from two different angles. And we're going to discuss one of them today, just one. So this is going to be part one of, is God mad at me? So let's dive into the word of God. But I'm going to share with you what the first angle is. The first angle that God spoke to me about and that we're looking into today is consequences. Consequences. Now, it's a big misconception that when we give our life to the Lord Jesus, we will never have to worry about consequences of our choices as it relates to living a sinful lifestyle after salvation, after we've given our life to Jesus. Now, We are forever thankful that Jesus died for our sins. It's because the life sacrifice Jesus made that we will never face death, which was the penalty for the sins we have or will commit. Taking away the guilt and the shame for those sins. And we have been given the free gift of salvation through accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So we can repent of our sins and be forgiven, right? What a beautiful gift, y'all. And to those who are listening who do not know Jesus, stick with me, okay? We're gonna talk, I'm gonna talk to you later on in this podcast. But we spoke in great detail um, about the work of the Holy Spirit in two podcasts. We have a part one and a part two. Now, those who listen to part one may remember that. We discussed how the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sins that leads us to repentance. Now the Holy Spirit leads us away from a sinful lifestyle to a sanctified life set apart from the world, which is the part of the Holy Spirit's work of sanctification on the inside of us. That's his job. That's his work. He works through, through conviction. Only part of his job, though. He has so many things that he does. But the Bible teaches that repentance is a change of heart and life regarding sin. It's turning from our sinful ways and towards God. We repent because we have sinned against God and we want to be forgiven. When we repent, we are acknowledging to God our need for God's forgiveness and grace because we're not perfect by any means necessary. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're going to always miss the mark in some way. Now in that same podcast, we talked about the difference between conviction and condemnation. So I'm going to include the link to that podcast uh, for our YouTube listeners so that you can listen to that. and that's going to be part one. And so now back to our discussion today. When we sin or do things intentionally to hurt or harm others and we don't repent from them, that means turn away from them, change our mind concerning them, we suffer the consequences for those things. As a believer, it is guaranteed that the Holy Spirit tugs at us with conviction. It's guaranteed and it's up to us to take heed and to turn and repent for the sin, right? But there are times where we intentionally ignore the convictions and continue to do or say what we shouldn't do or say, right? We've all been there. I know I have. We just look past and be like, okay, God, well, you just got to forget me because I'm going to say it or I'm going to do it because of this, we have our justifications as to why and what we do. That is when we have, when we have left ourselves wide open to possibly receiving the consequences for our choices. This was spoken of in the Bible. Paul says in Galatians six and seven, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And mocked mockery and mocking is the act of insulting or making light of a person and God does not like that right and we see the principles of sowing and reaping throughout scripture throughout scripture so some people sum it up into one word karma but as believers we repeat the word of God Though they resemble the same outcome, the same type of outcome, but there's grace and mercy in God, grace and mercy that can restore and rebuild through a life of repentance. So at times it may be true that some life occurrences is due to reaping the consequences of unrepentant sin. I mean, that's just the truth. But even then, God is not mad at us. To be mad is to be very angry. God is faithful and true. He is sovereign, full of love, grace and mercy. The mercy seat is available to us and it gives us, and he's willing to give us forgiveness when we ask. when we repent of our sins, when we turn away from the sin or sins and back to God, back to doing things God's way. Now, there's some people that feel that repenting after salvation is unnecessary. But Paul talks about this. Paul talks about this from the standpoint of, well, let me just read it, Philippians 2, and 12. I'm going to read it first in the King James Version. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I'm going to read it now in the Amplified Version. So then, my dear ones, Just as you have always obeyed my instruction with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation that is cultivated, bring it to full effect. Actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. Amen. So throughout scripture, throughout even the Old Testament, we see God's chosen people falling from grace time and time again, but they repented and were forgiven by God the Israelites often wanted to do what other surrounding nations or cultures were doing. And they would worship other gods and try to use their societal norms in their nation even in sacred times of worshiping the only true and living God, Jehovah, to fit in with what was popular. Hmm, That sounds familiar. Now, God would allow the Israelites to experience the consequences of their sins. They would go through judgment and wrath, and it would affect their lives. And even the very nations that they tried to imitate would turn against them in war. They knew God was angry with them. So what would they do? They would repent. They would call a nationwide fast and repent before God. And what did God do each and every time? He would forgive them. He would rescue them from the hand of their enemies. He would provide for all their needs and remove his hand of judgment and wrath. And he would replace it with loving kindness and tender mercy. That is the heart of God. See, a good father who loves his children will discipline them, not to hurt them, but to make them better and protect them from hurt and harm even if he's protecting us from ourselves. Because how many know sometimes we get ourselves into some mess? We get ourselves wrapped up with the wrong people even with good intentions. But we seem to just get wrapped up in some things by taking things into our own hands or trying to handle things on our own. And we end up in a mess. So when we discipline our children, now think about this. We discipline our children. Sometimes it hurts us more than it hurts them. Why? Because we didn't want it to come to the need for discipline, right? We want them to obey us because we know what's best for keeping them safe. And we want them to have morals and values that will grow up with them into their adulthood, right? We want to raise some upstanding citizens, right? And so it doesn't mean the parent is mad. They just want their child to do better, be better and learn those valuable lessons of life, right? So we're gonna go over the heart of God. We're gonna see the Father and the heart of the Father as it relates to these things. Let's go to uh, these following scriptures, gonna be four. We're gonna to go to Hebrews 12, five B through six. It says, it says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Because the Lord's discipline, the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens, chastens, everyone he accepts as his son. Hebrews 12 and 10. They disciplined us for a little while, while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Proverbs 12 and one whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. And Revelations 3 and 19 says those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Are we hearing the heart of the Father here? So God is not mad at us when we deal with the consequences of our choices. There are times when he will allow it, right? Because God will not force his will on us. He won't. And he will not go against our will. He gives us free will. He's not going to go against that. But there are times that he will allow consequences of our choices to happen, giving us an opportunity to make it right through true repentance. It also teaches us a life lesson. It also teaches us what we need to know. It leads us to maturity and spiritual maturity. It leads us from from the things that keep us bound to doing the same things and going in cycles. And sometimes the Lord knows just what to allow to happen to get us back in alignment with his will to keep us safe from hurt and harm. But it does not mean that God is mad at us. It means he loves us more than we could ever know. God loves you, yes, you. We will continue with part two next week and we're gonna talk about the second angle of this discussion. And um, I'm not going to give any teasers of it. It's just going to be very, very good. You want to continue this. God has shared a lot with me concerning this. So you don't want to miss it. It's not going to be dealing with consequences. It's going to be dealing with a different angle. And we're going to just go into the heart of God, what he is saying, because God does not want us to go around feeling like God is punishing us all the time. He's not. We talked about consequences because that is what God has spoken. But the truth and the fact and the matter is, even the consequences that he allows to happen is is out of love to try to get us back on track. And then also, life teaches us. You know how they say life lessons, life happens. Some of those pack so many valuable lessons that we carry with us and we are able to share with others, or either others are able to learn from us. But never go around thinking that God is mad at you. That's what the enemy wants. He wants you to think that God's mad at you. So you may as well live for for the devil, you may as well live for the enemy. You may as well do what everybody else is doing. And that's just not true. God loves you. Let's pray. Father God in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we thank you that you're speaking to the heart of every person listening. Lord, you're sharing your love with us. You're sharing your heart as our Father. Lord, you're giving us deep insight so that we won't go around believing the worst about you. Lord, we receive your love and we love you. We love you. We praise you. We worship you because you're so worthy. Your compassion. It never fails us. Your love, it never leaves us. Lord, you said that you would never leave us or forsake us. So Lord, we understand now that we can't always assume that you're mad at us because of what we go through. You want us to be convinced of your love for us. Lord, we thank you right now for your word. Lord, we repent of any sins, knowing and unknowing. Lord, speak to each and every one of us as we end this podcast, individually. Speak to our hearts, God. Let your love embrace us. Lead us and guide us in your word, God, so that we will not be misled in any way, shape, or form. Lord, we want to know you. We want to know you. So Lord, we thank you and praise you for your word today. And we give you honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen. And so now for those of you who have been listening to the podcast and it sparked your interest when you heard about Jesus you said, Hmm, maybe this is someone I need. And he is. For those of you who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, he is here right now. And to those who used to walk with God and are now feeling the love of God, wooing you back to him, knowing that he is not mad at you. Jesus has never left you. He's right here. He's right there. Jesus wants a relationship with you, and to show you who he is and who you are. It says in Romans 10 and nine, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So here is some language to help express what you're feeling in your heart to God. Repeat after me. Jesus, I need you. I humbly come before you now. I'm tired of doing things my way. Help me to live for you and do things your way. I believe that you died and you rose from the dead just so that I can be free. I make you my Lord and Savior. Fill this emptiness inside of me with your Holy Spirit. I surrender my life to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God praise, honor, and glory for all he has done and all that he is doing and what he's going to do. I just thank God for each and every one of you to for those who have given your life to Jesus today. Welcome to the family. And to those who have rededicated their life back to God. Welcome back. We would love to hear from you and send you a love gift for your journey. So email us at livingwatersflowingministry at gmail.com and put in the subject line for me, Jesus is my Lord. Amen. So you can use that same email for prayer requests and testimonies or just comments. We would love to hear from you. Now let's keep the conversation going in our Facebook group, which is Living Waters Flowing with Nina. And you would just click um, join to follow us and stay connected. And we also have a YouTube channel, which is Living Waters Flowing with Nina. Hallelujah. And that's where we actually post our podcasts. Uh, There may be some of you already watching me from YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Like, subscribe and share. And we also post on YouTube our social media content of encouraging words and words of wisdom. So stay connected. And also Women of God, I cordially invite you to join our Facebook group, Queens of God. Uh, Be sure to look for it um, with the Queen's crown in front of it. And it has a red background. So uh, just to make sure, because there's other groups. But um, be sure to join us, Women of God. We have such an amazing time. We laugh together. We come together and pray and just keep each other uplifted, encouraged and empowered. Um, You are more than welcome to join. And I love each and every one of you. Thank you for spending time with me today. And until we speak again, may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week. Um...